everybody. Welcome to my podcast. I guess we will just call it Samantha's podcast. Uh, maybe Miss Levert's podcast. So this will be my first of many inquiry process projects, research. Not quite sure what you would call this, but I do know that the question that we're going to be looking at today is extremely relevant to society and us Americans. In the Mm, we'll say politically tense climate that we are currently in. Now everybody knows our Mr. President has just had impeachment proceedings filed against him. Um, A lot of that is contextual and I'm sure this isn't really helping his public perception. But rather than focus on President Trump, I wanted to do something a little bit more historical and look at what role that media and public perception played in a former president's um, presidency. So we are going to be looking at Richard Nixon and the role that media played in affecting his public perception during his presidency. So a little background information on Nixon. His approval rating gradually dropped throughout his presidency. Now, he wasn't in the higher percentages to begin with, but he did have majority approval. And by the end of his presidency, he ended with a rating in the lower 20% bracket. This means that he was higher than 50 and ended lower than 20. That is a big gap. So what exactly happened? Now, there were a couple events here and there that definitely affected Nixon indefinitely, but The sources that I've gathered today hopefully will help us answer that question. Um, The first source that I was ultimately pressed to find and pressed to share was a letter from Walt Disney, mega tycoon Walt Disney, to Richard Nixon. The letter itself is actually dated July 1956. Nixon was not the president in 1956. But to give some contextual information, he was the vice president to Dwight D. Eisenhower. And in the year 1956, him and Eisenhower had just been nominated to run for the Republican National Party. So the source clearly distinguishes Nixon as high enough in public opinion for all age groups that Walt Disney actually asked him to be on the Mickey Mouse Club. A little bit of context on the Mickey Mouse Club. This was actually the year of its debut. And interestingly enough, Mickey Mouse Club was quoted as having the highest daytime viewers than any other daytime television show. So for Nixon himself to be asked in a letter by Walt Disney to appear on the Mickey Mouse Club, on the Mickey Mouse Club speaks a lot for itself. The letter itself proves how malleable young minds are perceived to be and how the media can sort of send the perception of who they want, when they want, and why they want based on what they want. So, like I said, um, the letter from Disney is essentially asking Nixon to participate in a television segment. And the kicker is that the question that they want Nixon to answer is when I grow up, why should I be Republican? Now, unfortunately, we never saw Nick 
Nixon go on the Mickey Mouse Club. Perhaps he had something else to do. But the thing about this is that it kind of gives us some some clarity as to Nixon in the public eye and to be acceptable to be on television and to be on a children's TV show that speaks wonders. Um, in April 1969, we'll jump to his actual presidency. Baseball. First ball on opening day, April 7th, 1969. Nixon is documenting throwing the first ball in a game between the Yankees and the Senators. So, President Richard Nixon, man of the people. Baseball is America's national sport and has had many fans for decades. So, seeing this photo as an American citizen in the 60s, I mean, this to me depicts his relatability and also he can be perceived as having similar interests as me and as the other American citizens at the time. So, the source itself is clearly intended to appeal to American baseball fans and in the, the, the 60s, baseball was a major portion of the culture. Now let's talk about a major event that occurred in Nixon's first year of presidency. America landed on the moon. This takes us out of the Cold War, establishes dominance over the former Soviet Union, and honestly instills a lot of prides in Americans. So one of the letters that I read is a letter written from Thaddeus Zagorowicz of San Francisco to President Richard Nixon. Now, Taddeus is not in politics. He is just a plain old regular naturalized American citizen. And in July 1969, he wrote to President Nixon of how proud he was to have watched the first American men to land on the moon with his family on the television set. And also thanking him for advancing America by successfully launching a trip to the moon. The letter itself reeks so much gratefulness. And um, this is the first moon landing in the history of the world. Another thing that's implied from the letter is that Thaddeus was more than likely not the only citizen to feel like this. These people were sitting at home watching this monumental piece of history happen for the first time. And right after it happened, Nixon appears on their screen. You know, he is the face that made this happen. It's very normal for them to be sending him letters expressing their thanks or support or patriotism. So I think this played a big role in American people placing their faith in Nixon as a president. the same year that the letter from Mr. Thaddeus was written and in the same month Nixon gave a peace in Vietnam address to the people. The source itself is a publication by the United States government 
about bringing peace between the United States and Vietnam, ending the war. Now, this war had already been happening for 14 years, so you can only imagine how ready the American people were to hear that it was finally coming to an end. Uh, The source itself provides specific information, and Nixon uses the phrase quite often that he pledges to end the war during his presidency. He's also quoted as saying, but while I will never raise false expectations, my deepest hope as I speak to you tonight is that we shall be able to look back on this day as that critical turning point when American initiative moved us off dead center and forward to the time when this war would be brought to an end and we could devote the unlimited energies and dedication of the American people to the challenges of peace. Now that is a direct quote from his Peace in Vietnam address. And it's interesting, the first sentence alone, but while I will never raise false expectations. So this address provides us with a contextual sense of how Nixon was establishing his credibility amongst the American citizens. You know, he was going to end the war during his presidency. He was adamant, assertive, and credible. And the public loved him during this. They had hopes that the Vietnam War would come to an end. Now we are going to talk about a source that brings attention to a major yet slightly overlooked event that occurred during Nixon's presidency. We just learned about his peace in Vietnam address, which occurred in 1969, you know, July. He says he's going to end the war. He's assertive and credible. Flash forward to May 1970. We have a letter from the mayor of Kent to President Nixon. The letter itself is requesting aid from the Ohio National Guard to restore peace from the anti-war protesters and shootings that took place at Kent State University in Ohio. So essentially what is going on during this period is the Vietnam War is still happening. A year out later, after Nixon's address, people are starting to formulate anti-war protests. You know, it's been 15 years. They're ready for the end of the war. And to top it all off, Nixon launches what we now know was called the Cambodia Cambodia Campaign. The Cambodia Campaign itself was a military operations plan devised to enter Cambodia. Um, And I'm speaking from the American perspective. We were our military to enter Cambodia, which was a neutral state. And the point of this was to cut the Vietnam supply lines off. So a lot of the anti-protesters of war you know, found this to be kind of kind of outrageous to be infiltrating this neutral state for the sake of a war that has already been waging for 15 years. Now, Kent State University was a pivotal switch in Nixon's public approval rating. People were horrified at the publicity and the media and the articles telling them what had occurred at Kent State. And 
even worse, Nixon was really beginning to gain critics and unfavorable opinions on the American public, not only because the war was still waging, but now there was violence within their own communities. America was essentially a violent place, and Richard Nixon publicly was perceived as, you know, an acceptor of it. He was accepting it. He wasn't promoting it, but he also wasn't taking extreme measures to secure the people within the public itself of their safety. Okay, now you've been waiting for it. The ultimate demise of Nixon's public approval rating. And I have the video where he is trying to save face. This video was published by the U.S. Domestic and International Activities Committee. And it is a clip of the original speech given by Nixon where he is defending his accusations he is defending the accusations against him in the Watergate scandal. The address of defense was made in 1974, and like I said, this was the year of lowest public public approval ratings for Nixon. The intent of his defense was essentially to convince the public of his innocence and of his lack of involvement in the break-ins. So in the clip of his speech... He actually tells the public that he's been very proactive about the investigations since the very first break-in. That kind of language itself presents slight bias, and the source itself presents slight bias. You know, he uses words such as deep from his heart, and clearly he is trying to turn this around. Yet, this was a clip that American people viewed and had heard him speak before peace in Vietnam and his credibility was just not there any longer. So unfortunately for him, you know, the context of this video is placed within the ongoing Vietnam War and post the Kent State shooting controversy. It's clear that the source itself is from the perspective of his president and the administration trying to turn public opinion around. And I believe that this is how people perceived it to be as well, which is why Nixon probably didn't have much authenticity. People didn't know whether they could trust him or not. So, now you know, Disney, Letter from Civilians, Vietnam, Kent State, Watergate Scandal, all of these sources feed into the drop in Richard Nixon's public approval rating during his presidency, and ultimately, more than likely played a major role in the impeachment proceedings that were filed against him. So to stay culturally relevant, let's just remember that we are dealing with an impeachment process going on right now and to try to stay unbiased as we can. You know, when we see these photographs of presidents holding babies, presidents throwing baseballs, we have to remember 
what their stance is, what they're in support of, what they're not in support of, what they've done for us as a country, and what they've done for us as individuals. So that, my friends, is the end of my podcast. Stay unbiased, and I hope you all have a great rest of the day. Thank you.